0: Summit Medical Group is the largest physician owned multi specialty medical group in New Jersey. Now helping you live well and stay well with SMG Radio. Here's your host, Melanie Cole.
1: Puberty can be a rocky time in any child's life, and a parent's life as well, so it's so important to prepare children for this transition before those changes start, but not a lot of parents know how to begin those conversations and how to tell their children what's going to happen to them. My guest is Dr. Dahlia Hall. She's a pediatric and adolescent medicine specialist at Summit Medical Group. Welcome to the show, Dr. Hall. So, puberty, when technically does it begin?
0: Usually puberty begins about age 10 on average. Um, it usually begins between age 10 to 13 years of age. That's usually when um, it will begin. And, and for girls, usually it starts with first thing they do is grow, and you might have a little body odor. And the other thing that often happens is then they start with the breast buds. Then after that, they'll get some pubic hair, and then usually about, two years after that, then they may start their period. So it's a lot going on at that time, and it's important that um, that you start teaching them how to take care of their bodies before that begins. So hygiene is an important thing to start from the very beginning, from when they start being independent at four to six years old and start trying to take their baths and clean themselves properly. So you want to continue that throughout so that when they start puberty and start having body odor, that they understand that they do need to take a bath or shower at least once a day, and they do maybe need to start deodorant. And what's great now, there's so many things on the market that are, have natural ingredients or are safe for younger things, kids to use. With boys, I was going
1: to ask you that mm-hmm. question about deodorant. Are we allowed to, do we want to give deodorant that does not have aluminum? Because they want to take it to school so in gym class they can use it after too.
0: Right, right. So they defi- you definitely want it in their gym bag, and if they play sports, you definitely want to have deodorants there available for them as well. Because oftentimes, too, the kids don't actually smell themselves. The rest of us smell them, but they don't smell them. So, so it's so important to just get them, once, you start, once they start having the body odor, really encouraging them to use, use something um, that's safe and um, for someone that age.
1: How do we start the discussion with them about things, even with our boys, if they're going to start having wet dreams, if they're starting to notice things changing? How do you begin that discussion with them?
0: Well, the first thing is you want to put it in the context to their maturity and their age group. And what you find is that um, the best way, one of the things I often say to people is do it in the context of an everyday activity. For example, if they're playing video games, if they're watching something on TV, or if you guys are watching a family movie together, that's a great time to bring up the topic. And also, if they sometimes they'll ask certain things about their friends. You want to put it in the context of an everyday activity. So that way it's not just you're having the talk. Because you want to have the environment where they feel comfortable asking you these questions. So you might point out something like, hmm, I noticed now that you're having some body odor. So you know this is the start of puberty. And, you know, most children, once they hear that word, they get a little uncomfortable and things like that. But what you want to do is let them understand. Sometimes you don't have the right words to ask the question, but it's okay to ask the question. Whatever word you feel is right to use, that's okay because it's just trying to understand what's going on. And with boys especially, with them, puberty is a little different because they grow for longer than girls do, so they may not suddenly get tall right away. But sometime between age 10 and 13, they'll start growing. But the first sign is really that their testicles enlarge, and then their penis grows. Then they start with the underarm hair, and they'll also start with pubic hair. But also, one of the facts that people often forget is that boys also get breast buds. And it's very tiny, but it's there. And sometimes it hurts a little bit, but usually it goes away within 18 months. And it shouldn't get very large. It should just be a little bud that they can touch and feel. But we know that when kids are a little bit larger, then it can be more prominent and they can start being self-conscious about it. So it's it's a conversation you want to have sooner rather than later. And again, it's part of their general health and keeping a healthy body and exercising and that sort of thing, that helps help them in terms of self-esteem. Because during the time of puberty, that's the time when you'll find that, you know, some of the data shows that's when girls are most vulnerable for having low self-esteem. And that happens with boys, too, especially boys who may be a little shorter than their peers. So it's important to at least start the conversation so they understand that this is just the start of a process that's going to extend over a period of time. And we all take that process a little differently, each one of us. And for girls, we know that it's, in terms of when their period starts, it often depends on when their mother's period starts. So it's important to get that conversation going. And with boys who are most commonly concerned about their height, oftentimes if dad didn't have a growth spurt till he was in, at the end of high school, then His might follow that curve as well, but knowing that it's normal and also knowing what isn't normal is important for parents to understand. So if a child is less than 8 and starting to have some signs of puberty, that's a reason to see your doctor. Or if a child is older, 14, 16, and having no signs of puberty, that's a reason to also see your doctor. So there are lots of factors in between um, that, are variations of normal but if there's any ever any there is a question about it then they want to make sure to speak to their pediatrician to know that things are going at a rate that it should be.
1: Dr. Hall if a girl does start her period do they have to start with pads or can girls these days start right away with tampons because back in the only pad days they couldn't then swim they were very self-conscious about clothes that they wore tell us what goes on now.
0: Well, the thing is, now we still recommend initially that they start with pads. So usually in that pre, um, pre-period pack that I have my parents um, um, get, I usually tell them to, um, to put pads in it and show them how to use it. What kind of underwear should you be using with this? That's important as well. And so what um, in terms of tampons, Absolutely. If they're in the swim team or they're doing sports, they're going to use tampons. But remember, with tampons, then you need to have a, a little talk about anatomy and so that they understand how to put it in. And you also need to talk about toxic shock syndrome, which is a serious infection that can occur if you leave the tampon in too long. So what I usually tell um, parents, you know, show them how to put the tampon on in. I personally recommend plastic applicator, I know for the environment they like cardboard, but plastic applicator when you're first using it because it's easier to slide in, and also teaching them to take you know to take one out before you put the other in. So maybe you shouldn't be on the phone when you're doing this because now they're always on their phones, and this is something you don't want to have any distractions when you're doing. So you want to take one out before you put another one in, and also that you should usually wear a panty liner if you have. Um, a tampon, and just in case it's, it's, um, there's overflow or an accident because you don't want it to get on your clothes. So that, that is how I usually explain it to kids. But definitely with the tampon, it's really making sure they know where it goes, how far up it goes. And most boxes will have a paper in it that shows them pictures and shows them how to do it. But sometimes they need a, lot, a little help, and that's okay too. But being open to that conversation is the most important thing. And letting them know, you know what, let me, let me see how you do it. And when it's in properly, you shouldn't feel uncomfortable with it. If it's not in far enough, then you feel uncomfortable with it. So that even just knowing that fact is very helpful.
1: What about shaving? When are we allowed to let our daughters start to shave under their arms or their legs?
0: Well, in terms of shaving, that's definitely... That's very individual-based because, again, that's also culturally what's appropriate within your family. But when you talk about shaving, then you have to talk about some people are increased risk for razor bumps and things like that. So if you're going to start shaving, then you're committing yourself to shaving regularly. And so once you start that, so you want to explain to them things like, well, the razor, is this a razor you can reuse? And if so, how many times can you reuse it? And you should never share a razor with someone else or any other personal item. Whatever your razor, you, only, you should be the only person using your razor. And in terms of shaving cream and things like that, that's another thing. You want to make sure that you show them the technique on how to shave, what direction should you be shaving in. And for kids especially, I find many times the issue becomes shaving the bikini line or whether you should wax. And wax, for some people, is very painful, sometimes worth it. For others, it's too painful and not worth it. So it's just trying to figure out what works best, but without having things like razor bumps um, and scarring that you didn't have before. So it's trying to figure out what works for you. And now in terms of swimsuits and things like that, there's so many options. It just depends on what you feel comfortable with.
1: In just the last minute, Dr. Hall, give your best advice for parents in starting that discussion about puberty and as our children are starting to go through this such exciting change in life.
0: My first recommendation to my parents, usually, you know, somewhere between 8 and 10, I recommend the body book. It is, I think, one of the best books on the market for young children. They have the boy's body book and they have the girl's body book. And what's great about that book is that it goes through it from their perspective, just letting it, it's, you know, it's written with little cartoons showing different actions like a boy shaving or smelly monsters coming from under their armpits. So it's actually kind of funny as well. And it it's remind and I always tell parents they should read it first, just so they know what exactly is in it and make sure, first of all, that they approve of it, um, and then to have their children read it. Most children, after they read it, at some point, they're either completely like, oh, my gosh, I don't want anything to ever do with this, or but they understand it's happening, or you know, or they're excited at the thought that, oh, this is okay, I'm okay. So I think that's a good way to introduce the topic. And, again, it's always make it age-appropriate. And you're the one in your family setting the tone and letting your children know what expectations are but I think the most important thing any family can do is to make sure that their children understand that this is a safe place to talk about anything. You know, this is your safe place. And remember, as a parent, you're there, you're going to try and do what is in their best interest, not so much their friends. So they need to understand that you're probably the best person to talk to. And that has to be something that, permeates different aspects of the child's life at home. So they know, like, okay, you're not going to get upset. You're going to try and figure out what's okay and what isn't and why isn't it.
1: Such great information. You are an amazing pediatrician, Dr. Hall. Thank you so much for being with us. You're listening to SMG Radio. For more information, you can go to summitmedicalgroup.com. That's summitmedicalgroup.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.